trapped a bunch of aging role-playing gamers in their homes, forcing them to crawl out of their pen and paper comfort zone and into the online world of virtual tabletops and video calls. To join them as they raise the curtain to share their stories, insights, and love all things geek. To grab your long sword and your plus one bottle of Viagra and get ready for another episode of Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast. That's a lot of syllables for one sentence. Hello and welcome to the Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Nathan. And I've got with me... I'm Matt, your other host. <laughs> and I've got uh, Christian from uh, My Sound Dell, who, uh, uh, if you haven't heard of them, uh, uh, we, we're going to talk about this today, but uh, if you've seen soundboard apps, and this does, this is kind of like a new, unique spin on soundboard apps. I'm uh, In my own brain, I'm calling it a, a, like a sonic character sheet. Uh, but... <laughs> Cool. Uh, so, Christian, why don't you go ahead and, and take it away, introduce yourself, and, and talk a little bit about, about my sound of what it is. Thanks. Thanks, Nathan and Matt. I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to chat a little bit about my sound elf and, and me as a creator uh, in the TTRPG space. So, uh, name's Christian Borche. I live in central New York. I'm the father of two. My day job is business-to-business uh, -business sales, and my night job is sound engineering. And so I make sound effects and um, have partnered with a developer to create an app. Like you said, uh, it's a soundboard app. And uh, really what I wanted to do was make something for my players to have for their agency and something unique, and uh, I just couldn't find something that's in the market. There's a lot of Dungeon Master tools, but there's not much out there for players mm. uh, in the audio space. So I thought I would fill that gap. That's, yeah, that's pretty interesting because uh, I've been filling around with it the uh, past couple days, and it's definitely something that you know each player would have their own version with all their stuff in it. And the stuff that uh, I'm used to with like tabletop audio stuff like that is really about uh, uh, about all the backgrounds and, and kind of generic battle noises and stuff like that. It's not really anything unique to that session, you know. Right, <laughs> and, right. You know, uh, uh, a red dragon, and you know, and in one game, you know, is going to sound the same as the next one. You know, whether they're you know small, medium, large. So I, I thought this was kind of interesting to, you know, so how, and I, I'm assuming you use this in your own games? I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, in fact, all, all of my players use it as well. So it's, it's fun to see what they come up with with sounds because the reason I call it my sound, Delve, is because it's not my Christians. It's yours, Nathan's. It's yours, Matt's, right? It's, it's anybody's because as soon as you start to match your character or the creature that you're you're running your game, it's unique to you. And so I, I wanted that. And from the initial uh, design, I also wanted a place where people could import their own sounds mm, okay. and also record their voice in the app as a feature so that you could have your own battle cry or you could record your own verbal components to accompany the 200 plus spells that I have in there. Well, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that is really cool because I, I, I've used like just basic spell book apps, right? But they're just text, right? It's just you look it up, it, you read what it does, and that that's, that's about as far as I've gone with some of those apps. So, yeah, none of them have had like an audio component to them. Yeah. Uh, so that sounds pretty cool. It would be nice to have, like, instead of just, okay, because uh, now I'm, I'm making the pew-pew noises for the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, we, we all do it, I, you know, and I still I still do it as well. Um, but actually, I, I hired, um, initially I hired nine voice actors mm. for verbal components primarily, but also, Oh my God, over 200 different phrases, you know, so it's, it's, you know, God's damn it. Or like, you know, <laughs> you can do it, you know, so, you know, things that are encouraging, <laughs> things that are intimidating, um, you know, that you can, so like, I think about a battle cry as like a verbal component to an, an, an attack, like a, a, a weapon attack or, you know, mm-hmm. range or melee weapon. And, and, you know, the, the, ah, you know, that kind of, you know, like going up to it and screaming or like, you know, I don't know, but I, one of my favorites that we record is like, did you just shit yourself? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I could just see and hear, you know, this, this big barbarian, you know, I, I, you know, as we were directing, I'm like, think of yourself as a dragon born paladin, you know, like you're just really intimidating, you know, and, and give me the, the you just shit yourself. And, and it was great. It was, it was, it was a fun session. Well, that'd be really fun. I know around our gaming table, we've developed some like catchphrases, right? Yeah. Like it just happens, right? Like we, you know, uh, we have like when someone will do like the rules lawyering, like we ha- we will go back like in post for our show right. and we've actually created like a little blue falcon sound, you know, but that would be great. Any player at any given time, someone, you know, very dynamic said we're doing it in like post-production at the table literally pushing their button and playing that's hey, you just blew falcon me buddy you know yeah. that's that's exactly it um and i've had a lot of fun with fumble sounds uh the trombone is just a great great instrument for that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that, that womp 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 yeah. uh it's just wonderful yeah and it uh, honestly so uh We've had our podcast a little bit over a year now, and I do all the um, the all the sound design. Um, and uh, it takes, you know, I've gotten the the dialogue editing down pretty pretty quickly, so I can get that done in, in uh, two or three days, along with my my day job. But the the sound design takes me about another week because um, uh, I'm doing individual sounds. So so we when we have a we have a, a rock band themed game right now, and mm-hmm. the the uh, uh, the the lead guitarist the is a barbarian uh, who uses an axe. So when he hits with the axe, it makes a detuned guitar string sound uh, along with that. So because that's that's his axe. So it's but that takes a I mean it's a lot of, it's a lot of work for me to do <laughs> all that right well uh, l- let me make a suggestion then. sure uh, so if you were to record a few variations of that yep. and then put that on like a Google Drive and then you share that Google Drive with your game group and then they use my sound up they could import all of those in and make mm-hmm. that part of their their real-time action during your game sessions. Yeah, that, that, that could totally work. And uh, it's, um, I, I've had a lot of fun making the sounds. I actually have, at least, f- so for each game, I've been 
creating like a library for each player for each each spell they cast and stuff like that. So it it'd be nice to to have something that that uh, you know I do like having the control, but it would I guess I could I wouldn't mind oh. too much if if I <laughs> hand a little tiny bit of the control back to them. But uh, well, I think it would be great, especially if we did more disconnected, right? So it's one thing if you're going to record and then you're going to go meticulously go put things in. But if we're just yeah. playing, like we, yeah. so every year we get together for something we call Geek Weekend. I think we're getting ready to do our what ninth year this yep. year. Yep. And uh, it's just we head out somewhere like West Virginia, somewhere in a big, you know, big house in the middle of nowhere. At which also I think you've probably got something for your app is it's a disconnected app. Correct. So we go up into the mountains of West Virginia, and it's right because we've all got it's got the contest. Sorry, I was getting smart. I was watching some of your stuff. So that's a <laughs> so it's really great. So we often we do we struggle like if the house doesn't have good Wi-Fi, sometimes we're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But you know we, we eat too much, we drink too much, and we play way too many games. But that'd be a great place for us to have our own sounds. Yeah. You know when we're at the table. I wanted uh, that as a feature so that it would function without Wi-Fi. So what happens is all of the sounds are in your device, whether you've imported them or you've downloaded the you know the subscription level, which I'm getting close to three thousand sounds now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So how where did you learn your audio engineering? Uh, did you t- are you self taught? Did you go to school? What, what, how uh, I am self taught. Um, so there's a, a courses offered actually through LinkedIn. Uh, it's like Lin- Linda's courses. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. there's there's some professional sound engineers. So I watched some of those. Got really overwhelmed. Um, went to YouTube um, and it continued to get overwhelmed. But what term I kept hearing was audacity, audacity, audacity. And then, so I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me, let me give her that a shot. And so I started looking uh, and playing around with that, watching some YouTube videos specific to audacity and learning some tricks um, that way. And then I've just learned uh, from, from doing, uh, that's, which is really a, a great way of learning. Yeah. It's not theoretical. It is realetical, right? I mean, it's, 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 you know, and it's funny. I look, I listen to some of my original sounds and I'm like, oh, I would have done something different. I've actually yeah. gone back and re-edited some. In fact, here's a, here's a funny story for any creator that's, that's out there. You've got a vision and you want to execute your vision And so for me, I wanted verbal components. So I actually created three languages. I created three dictionaries, one for arcane, divine, and druid. And I made it a word for, so I basically created an English phrase, you know, like, you know, enemy, you shall die. And then I would convert it into what I referred to as Delvin and then that's what my script was for the voice actors. And so mm-hmm. I made one for Magic Missile. I made one for Web. I made, right? So every single one had a specific phrase to it. I'm all excited about it, whatever. And then about, I don't know, because um, I, I launched um, November 13th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Around January, I'm like, I want to make some more spells. And so I'm in the creative process and I'm making spells and then I realize, oh shit, I don't have any more verbal components. And I've spent like, I spent $9,000 on voice actors. I'm like, (laughs) I can't, 
I, I don't have the money to like go back and like, hey, can you record some more? I got some more spells for you. So how do I get around that? So I actually went back through and I spliced a number yeah. of longer phrases that were done. And then what I en- ended up doing, instead of calling Magic Missile, Magic Missile, I called it Arcane Evocation Spell 1. And then, so maybe that was two pieces, so then it could be Evocation 2, Evocation 3. So then I went back through and I made sure all of my voice actor work was the same. So I I had to go back through, like it was over 700 (laughs) individual and cut them (laughs) into pieces and and re-engineer all of that. And uh, and I did that over the February break where the the kids were uh, home from school. I took some time off. And uh, just lock myself in the basement and, and spend time doing that. But I, but I have no regrets because now I don't have to hire out more voice actors. I could just keep making spells. And there's, you know, uh, typically, I think there is, our, like, each school of magic has got, you know, like five to eight options. So it's just called one, two, three, four, five, conjuration, right? Or, or illusion or whatever. Uh, and that was a way for me to get around that. So as a creator... Sometimes I, I really struggle with being too specific or mm-hmm. too generic. And and it's that it's that magical like mix when you hit it just right. It's like, yes, awesome. Beautiful. I'll tell you, so um so I, I went to school, a place called Full Sale, which used to advertise mm-hmm. the back of Rolling Stone. I remember that, yeah. And went uh, there and and uh, worked at the school for about a year and, and did an internship at a place called uh, Sound Deluxe, which is uh, a pretty amazing place. Um, didn't work out for me because the the show that that I was supposed to work on uh, the is a Tarzan show back in nineteen ninety six ninety seven um, ended up going to some South African studio instead of you know this you know Sound Deluxe, but so. Uh, that that would have been my my career, and hence why I'm doing this for free for fun. Um, but but uh, wh- when I was there, I got to work with this, this dialogue editor uh, Neil Anderson, I think he was. And what you did with those spells was something that like totally amazed me watching him edit a dialogue because there's a scene where uh, there's a Harvey Keitel movie. It's crawling through a sewer drain. And he had to get uh, uh, do an ADR session, uh, automated dialogue re- replacement session, uh, where basically the, the actor has to come back to the studio like, yep. three months after the film's wrapped and everything, and just record lines. And, and in this case, it was just uh, effort sounds. And he did, he did, he basically said he did a shitty job. And he, but he had all this recording, and he what that's, he did exactly what you did is he took uh, this this big long recording session and uh, cut up and spliced the little tiny pieces and matched things up and changed levels until they kind of fit. And watching the movie, you'd never know uh, because it just it just fits. So yes. th- like that that's that skill that you use is a very important you know dialogue editing skill that you know. Uh, in addition to this stuff you could use for for you know for feature films so <laughs> yes yeah yeah interesting like like one of the one of the tricks that that I learned and, and I I didn't learn it on my own I watched somebody you know like the best five tricks for audacity it was like one of one of their YouTube things and it was like I edit edit from back to front 
And I didn't know exactly what they meant until I really got into it. And it's so true. If you edit from the front to back, you're constantly re-editing things to get things in. So it's much better to start from the back and pull it toward the front. Mm-hmm. You actually end up saving yourself more time. Yeah, I I use Reapers. It works a little bit different from Audacity, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can. I know how Audacity works. Everything kind of slides. If you add it from the front, everything kind of slides forward. So yeah. it does. Yeah, uh, which is one reason why I probably haven't, you know, never really used Audacity. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's weird. Um, but uh, you're a snob. I am, right. I am such well, a snob. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have that. Um, and, and it's funny. The first group of voice actors I hired were very. I don't want to say hoity, but they're very professional. Uh, and and I wanted to hire some other, and they're like, oh, well, they're not of our ilk, right? Like, oh, you want you want real voice actors, and you want real, you know, you know, may want to hire out sound editing because if if this thing really hits off and and takes off, and you're at a convention and people are like using the app, you want to hear really crisp sounds and whatever, you know. And I'm like. Yeah, okay. You know, like I, I save everything in MP3 because I want to save space instead yeah. of wave. You know, and some people are like, oh, you have to do wave because that's the, you know, that's the creme de la creme, you know. And I'm like, dude, this is people sitting in their basements, you know, like just, yeah. you know, there's, they've got ambient sound going on in the background. Taste, yeah. Actually, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The trick to it is playing playing on a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, that okay. and in fact, you can't. See, we're not recording for video, but I just bought a whole bunch of Star oh, yeah. Wars little mini figures that are also Bluetooth speakers. And so yeah. I'm going to RavenCon. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm going to RavenCon later this month. And yeah. so I've got the Mandalorian. I've got R2D2. I've got Chewbacca. So I'm going to have a whole bunch of, of Bluetooth speakers around the table for uh, my game sessions. Well, I am recording video too, just so you know. <laughs> oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did that long reach earlier. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> so that's pretty cool. So like each person have their own little Bluetooth speaker that they're that they're that, that's that's fun for. Uh, and what and what game are you running? Uh, so I'm running Starfinder, and it's a it's a one shot. He all right, I love Starfinder. He hates Starfinder. Oh, really? I, is, is, I love yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love Starfinder. I ran a game for a long a time. That he, yeah. Yeah. Lo- love the game. This is this, one of the few systems I think we are completely opposite on. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Well see, I cut my teeth mostly um in the D D world on three five. So for me, Starfinder is 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 a is a perfect um thing, but I just I want to share uh, one more thing with you. Um, since we're on video, I can I can do this. Um, one of the things that I I did, I, I saw like the the combat wheelchair had had created some kind of you know um, stink, if you will, uh, in the in the community. Don't know why, but you know inclusivity is um, a good thing. And so I actually have a wheelchair bound Sharen oh, cool. um, ah. Technomancer, and uh, and last November. I'm sorry, last October I did a, uh, a disability inclusion sound theme. So every month I do a new theme, and uh, and I had hired four disabled uh, voice actors and one disabled artist to do the artwork for that month's release. And so I've got, like, wheelchair slams in there and, and, a, and a bunch of uh, inclusive sounds. And I'm going to repeat that this um, this October as well. So I'll just keep, keep adding, because if I've got, like, running foley, 
I should have rolling wheelchair foley, right? Because the, yeah. there are people that play that. So anyway, um, we can go back and talk about three five easily. Yes. Yeah, so so, so what, how'd you start gaming? Like what what got got you this into this? Well. Uh, in 1986, my parents moved the entire family, all six kids, to central New York, and we were on a small cul-de-sac surrounded by cornfields, and I had nothing to do. There was no uh, devices at that time, right? We had some desktop computers, but they were pretty pretty simple games, and, and we did play them. Um, you know, like, a great game was uh, Exodus Ultima 3, uh, which was on oh, an Atari. Yeah. Oh, my God. Such yeah. a great story, really detailed. I had a binder, and we would, it would, like, write down, like, all the interview questions and everything, all the coordinates where you'd find herbs. Oh, it was oh, yeah. awesome. We totally have a whole session on Like, So I was a fanatic of um, Lord British, uh, Richard oh. Garriott. Yeah. And yeah, so all of the Ultimas, uh, one of my one of my geek moments is I, I got to meet him and I, I got him to sign one of his cloth maps. Oh uh, wow. Britannia. And so yeah, this was ages ago, but no, I all the Ultima games, yeah. That's yeah. those were totally awesome. Yeah, really, really, really fun, fun, uh fun game. And uh so anyway, so I got into D and D with a, a, a neighbor who uh, got a book and we just started reading it. We never really played it because it was just two of us. So then I joined the scouting group in my town and my world changed because not only was I learning life skills and citizenship and first aid and all that, but man, when those scout leaders went to bed, we'd pull out our dice and, and we would play to the wee hours of the morning. And, and one summer, 1987... It's 87, 88, something like that. Um, I went to Boy Scout camp and I worked there for the whole summer. And we played most nights. It was it was it was an epic campaign. It was just it was really wonderful. But the funny thing is you said you played a lot in college. Mm-hmm. I, I had like two sessions in college, all four years. That 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 was it. I just didn't have uh, a gaming group and and more importantly, I didn't have the books. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of our heyday. They actually had a, a we at a club, so it was an official like had a charter and everything, and so we had like a faculty sponsor. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if it really positively helped our <laughs> grades. <laughs> yeah, but, absolutely uh, not. So we would. You know what it does otherwise. help? Yeah. It helps with anxiety. It helps with emotional intelligence development. Yeah. And what's interesting is. Stats have, have showed you can be the smartest person in the world, but emotional intelligence is actually the driver of revenue for any job you have. That's very That's cool. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. So the, the, the guy that introduced me to D&D when I was, when I was like 12 was also the guy who, who brought me into scouts. His dad was the, the scout leader, and, and, and we, all, we, we did scouts all, all through high school. So uh, it's Jeremy. So, um, oh, okay. And yeah, so so there's definitely a lot of I don't think we actually brought the books on camping trips, but we definitely did some theater of the mind. Uh, well, not quite LARPing, but <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually cool. dungeon mastering uh, our scouts this weekend where we're oh, camping out awesome. Saturday night. <laughs> my, my, my son um, is uh, in the troop. Nice. Yeah, my my, uh, my my son tried it, and it was he he preferred soccer, so he, <laughs> he stuck with that. Sure. Um, 
But uh, yeah, Matt, your your kids play now too, right? So yeah, so my yeah, so my daughter. So you know, is I don't really push a lot of my dorkness on my kids. They, they've seen stuff, but I'm not like thou shalt watch Star Wars, right? You know. Uh, but I was so proud uh, this uh, year. Uh, my daughter, their school has now. She's at a grade where they have after school things, and she came home like the first week of the the new year, and she's like, "I joined the D and D club," <laughs> and then like just like a couple weeks ago, she actually went to her first out of school at a friend's house, like all day long Saturday game, and I, I couldn't, be, you know, it's like couldn't be prouder. <laughs> it's like, you know, so yeah, I, my son. Yeah, he's more of a video game guy. He's not really. Uh, he hasn't really crossed over yet. Yeah, my my, my son. Um, he'll play uh, with me, um, but his friends aren't so interested. Again, I think that video game temptation is really strong, mm-hmm. and um, they're just. I don't know. It's more immediate, and but you know that's part of what I wanted to bring into my soundel was some of that immediacy of some of the, you know, you know, Baldur's Gate, you know, I, I had that back in 2000, right? When, when you could still get it on the, you know, the floppy disk. And I love that you could pick a personality, a voice, and it would follow you through uh, for that particular character. And I never, never forgot about that. And so that's what, one of the things that I was influential for me for the app was to actually have personality. So when, when I, when I hire a voice actor, I kind of tell them what I'm looking for, right? And so they kind of fill that. And in fact, I made a, uh, I just pulled images off of Google and made a party. And I'm like, okay, Matt, you're going to be this one. And, you know, Nathan, you're going to be this one. And that's what I want, right? So you can definitely hear in some of those. And I call them, you know, male one, male two, male three, man, you know, I don't want to influence because what I may think sounds like a Scottish druid you might think sounds like a, a dragonborn barbarian, right? Yeah. Um, and so I don't want to influence that uh, in, in in any way. So, um, for the for the people using the app, how do they kind of build up the the uh, the sounds for their character? How how do they kind of uh, go through that? What's the process like for that? Sure. So I've got I've got my phone here. These are all scenarios. And so you would just, you would press plus and build a scenario. And the upper section is an icon, you name it. This section here is the sounds. And so you choose an action sound, a a success sound, a fail sound. And whether you play with critical or fumble, you could choose that. Mm -hmm. So when you hit plus, it takes you to the galleries and you would choose between all sounds Spells, weapons, range, foley, critical, uh, or phrases, and so then you would just plug it, plug it, plug those in, and then your next section down here is your attack. So you one one d twenty or three d six or whatever, and then down here, this is my one of my favorite features, is the auto calculation of damage or not. So. We use this uh, at our game session. So even if somebody rolls the twenty, I'm like success, right? Then what they end up doing is using, I'll just use my one of my clerics here. Uh, this is a mace. So they use this swift roll bar down here. And so it was successful. They press success. And then you would hear the sound. 
Oh, no, that, that was a fail. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, so if it, if it is success... Oh, mercy. There we go. Uh, 16 points of damage. So it, it like immediately tells me uh, in the table, not only was it successful, but uh, how much damage they did. And so okay. it really moves combat you know, relatively quickly. So it's rolling the dice, too. It can absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't have to. You can you can use that swift roll bar. You could roll all your dice and just use that swift roll bar. Um, in my next iteration, it's the 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 screen that comes up will be that swift roll bar, and it will be hit miss success critical or fumble. And then actually, you can add in free sounds like just add, add a random sound like mm-hmm. you know I want a piece of foley for instance for that particular scene. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in there. But I'm starting to make skill checks uh, and that kind of thing. But in essence, like, this is a replication of the character sheet. So these are all my weapons and all my spells for this particular character. So, yeah, I mean, I could look at the character sheet, and then I just reference, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast the spell, right, detect magic. Here we go. This is terrible. Yeah, it's probably going to come across awful, but anyway, you know, success. Uh, and it's that it's that simple. So you create you create a scenario and you save it, and then you could just download whatever icon you want. Yeah. So so the, for the people who listen on the audio version of, of this, is basically, uh, this, and we'll have links to all the the videos he has on, on his website. But uh, cool. it's basically it's like one full screen of of the uh, phone just filled with icons that have all his uh, actions in there ready to go. Yeah, so I will say it's yeah it's frustrating if you're if you're like real time like and you want a sound and that that moment has passed. And you're still fumbling around searching for the sound. That is yeah. not the way to use this app. That you're just going to be frustrated as all hell. You've got to pre-plan. You've got to like match your character, different options or whatever, right? But if you go into the into the sound gallery and you just click all sounds, um, and then you hit the search button, there is an um, uh, a, a microphone, a voice recorder. Okay. Voice, yeah, so I can say fireball, and it would come up, right? Fireball, it just came up. Nice, right? So I, I can I can use some a voice feature to 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 get down to a sound I'm looking for. So I had heard something on a um I heard something on it. So I had watched an interview, but it was it was it's a little dated. Um, it was something about how like nested values. So like you have one icon for like spells, but like so if it's changed, you know. But it was something, I think you'd mentioned like you had one icon for spells and you'd like hold it. Put your finger and hold it, and then it would expand, and you could like sort through. So, yeah, ways to reduce sort of the uh, icon creep. Yes. Yep. So that's a great. Yep. So if I hold it, if I hold a button down, it opens up edit name, change icon, or duplicate. So you make what you make one uh, weapon action, and so like searing lights are a, a really good one because searing light. There's different options to it. So I just held it down and re-record. So this is searing light for. When it's an undead, this is searing light for when it's normal. This is searing light for another, you know, condition, right? When somebody has sensitivity. So I, I, I've got one sound, one icon, but underneath that icon, there's variations to it. And so you can group sounds. So again, to avoid your icon creep, as you said. Yeah. Now, when you're creating the, the sound library uh, in, in Audacity, um, you know, how, how much are you using... Um, 
like licensed sounds versus stuff that you're recording yourself? That's a great, great question. I want to say I have personally recorded less than 10 sounds. Okay. I have purchased from Boom Library, a mm. company out of Germany. I've purchased their Creature Pack. I purchased their Medieval Pack. I purchased their Close Combat Pack. There are guns and assault rifles. So I've purchased five, and they're like 200 bucks a piece. Yeah, but yeah. you have them, and they're available for commercial use and a nice license. So, I, so before I started any of this, I hit my, my I, I found a lawyer, and I gave him my plan, and I'm like, "This is what I want to do. I, I want to, I want to do this, but I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm walking that line that's that's on the correct side of copyright." Yeah. And so, whenever I've looked for a sound house, I share what their license is with my lawyer. He reviews it, and, and he's an entertainment lawyer, so he knows copyright yeah. very, very well, and uh, and gives me the thumbs up or thumbs down. So I only use two houses. I use Boom Library, and I use Artlist.io out of Israel, and they've got a nice license, and they've got they've got music and sound effects, and you're able to download for. $300 a year, it's a perpetual license, so at $300 every single year, uh, I can download 100 sound effects per day or 40 huh? sounds or 40 songs per day. So I, you know, obviously I don't, I don't have time to do that, but, <laughs> but when I'm looking for, you know, like I'm, I'm my, my, my next sound pack that I'm working on, I'm calling Gadgets and Shadows. And so it's, you know, like a gnome puts a gadget together or like an artificer has got something. So they're kind of like, I call them Magitech gadgets. And so it's, it's a sound of like gears and rope pulleys and clicks and little, little things. And so I mash all those kinds of things together. And so when I'm searching for a sound, then I'll go to Artlist and, I'll, and if I don't have something in my library, I typically what I'll do is I'll, I'll download them. I'll go into my download folder, and then I will put in capital letters things like gears, and then and then an underline, and then now it's the rest of it, yada 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 dot art list, hmm. and then I'll bring it over, and that way in my library I've got all my gear sounds together, I've got all my emotes sounds together, all my air, fire, ice, like all those things are kind of grouped together. And then when I use a sound, here's the other thing that's been, um, I, I don't know, anybody out there that's, that's doing stuff, that this could be a helpful trick. But I also put at the very end for what it's for. So, you know, for fireball, one, right? Because I've got a couple okay. fireballs. Or, you know, um, you know a, a spell for, you know, spear, uh, uh, or a sound for spirit. You know, so I try to keep track of what sounds I'm using in my library. And it doesn't mean I won't reuse it, but I, I just want to make sure that I'm keeping track of what sound is going into what sound effect. So then I'll, I'll mash all those things together. I will then have a folder for every single release. So every month. So next month is Jurassic Echoes, which is a very dinosaur-focused um, sound uh, theme. I've got 56 sounds that are being released there. Although I do a blow dart, club, spear. Um, I don't want I don't want all my sounds to be like too like monster focused because I don't want to be seen as oh that's that's for dungeon masters because this this tool is for everybody at the table. 
right? Um, so anyway, so I'll, I'll put all those sounds in a folder. I'll label it as such. And then I have kind of a, a master growing list um, as well. So I can keep track of, of what release sound, what sound came out and what release. Started with a thousand, and I'm up to twenty eight hundred. I'll, I'll push three thousand uh, this month, but yeah, nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I uh, so, so I'm not super organized. Um, uh, I have my my categories, like I'll, I'll have my, my my whoosh category, then like a weapon category, and and, and a bunch of other things. Like, uh, but uh, I definitely could. Uh, used to spend more time uh, naming naming the sounds. I, I'm using uh, Pro Sound uh, uh, Pro Sound Effects, which yeah, is like I looked into that. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boom is is uh, I, I looked at them for for some stuff for more like um, more like cinematic type type stuff. They've got a lot of good stuff for cinematic drums and <laughs> things like that. But they uh, do, they do. Uh, I think you might be impressed with Artlist. Yeah, that's one I hadn't heard of. Uh, uh, like I've looked at like a, a sound effect and 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 boom and, and a yeah. few others, but uh, yeah, artless. That's I'll have to check that one out. That's uh, yeah, but that's, I, that's I haven't done anything with with uh, like common license. Um, but but in terms of licensing, you know, here's another another. Um, so Wizards of the Coast has got the open gaming license, and yeah. I'm always referencing that. And if it's you know and. and so I, I, mean, I love Paizo, but it sucks that there's no open license for that because I have to rename everything, you know, like mm. I can't, you know, there's some really awesome, you know, technological spells, but I just have to rename them because they're, you know, copyrighted the way that they're named now. That's weird since they, they kind of got their uh, their start from using OGL, so it's right. a little counterintuitive for them to be a little, uh, but yeah, hey, that's, you know. The yeah. playground that they're allowed to do what they want with it. It, um, it does seem to be a trend, right? So you've got Wizards of the Coast. You Free League has a very uh, open sort of like a community publishing uh, environment, right? I think there's, I think a lot of these publishers are, are seeing that, uh, you know, they can't write at all. They'll, yeah. they'll never be able to meet all the fans' desires. So why not just crowdsource, right? You've got, you know, set some basic rules and. You know, let people go and create, and I think the community benefits. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, two things on on that. So wh- wh- I've got a few goals uh, that I want to do with with this app. Um, I've been asked, "Do you have a web version?" The answer is not yet. Um, mm-hmm. That's a, one of my goals. But another goal is I'd love to be an indie creator, electronic marketplace for sound effects that support their world and then have that just be a, a, a sound pack that can be purchased one time and then it enters the library right like i don't even want any like real money for it because i'm the interface so i could be the interface for folks that want uh so the, so i'm actually talking with uh one kickstarter right now to do sounds um and so they'll Anybody that backs it will get sounds, and I'll be in his material that says, "Hey, if you want to use these sounds in my sound elf, it's a, it's a great place uh, to to do that." That's and I'd cool. love to do that more and more because, like you say, crowdsourcing and independent creators, you know, have got such incredible um, talent. Especially, I mean, like COVID, everybody was like locked right. in, like they're so creative, right? And, and I'm like. <laughs> 
I was thinking I was unique in that, but no, no, no. Like, there's just so much stuff out there uh, on Twitter. I can't even keep track of it. And, like, all these kicks, I had to just stop supporting Kickstarters because it was killing me. Oh, he, he has a problem. He, <laughs> he's got a real problem. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, you know, yes, it, is, it is interesting. Uh, you know, like, I think of, like, uh, great ideas. I don't enter. So, right now, it's an, it's an app. It's on Apple and I know when I listened to the, the previous interview, you were going to move it into Android. I'm uh, there. Yep. I'm there now. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Because uh, I know I am forced to have an Apple, but that is not my, <laughs> I, was, I was forced uh, by, by the powers that be. <laughs> the, uh, yep. But uh, um, I guess I'm wondering, um, because those talk COVID, right? So a lot of us, you know, this, this podcast came out of not going insane during COVID, right? So we moved our game from pen and paper to online. There's a there's a huge market out there uh, with uh, products like Roll Twenty, Foundry, and all these others, um, and I and I again we use a lot of Roll Twenty, but I have read a lot about companies like Foundry where it's a lot of like independent developers and stuff, and I'm just wondering have that's a whole other market or for potential connectivity. You mentioned like a web app, ha- has that ever crossed your mind? Uh, like. It, it has with the VTT community as so many people are still sort of yeah, like using Foundry VTT systems. Yeah, yeah. I've reached out to three and not the big ones, uh, three three smaller ones. I figure that's probably the best channel partner I could make. Um, and there really wasn't much much of an interest that, there. There was, I mean, there was there was one um, that said, uh, yeah, you could put your stuff, save it in the OGG file, and you could, you know, send it in. But he, here's where maybe my, my approach doesn't serve me in the VTT space so greatly. When most, I say everybody but me, uh, uh, has a sound effect. It is, it is the start, it is the middle, it is the end, and that's the sound effect. When I do my sound effects, I actually break them. So I've got just the action. And then I have just the success and just the failure. My app, when you put it together, my app will play them together, but I don't record them together. I record them as separate files. So you can mix and match your results. So you guys could have the same weapons, but they won't sound the same because you've chosen different things, right? That's the way I wanted it. I want ultimate decision customization capability of by the end user, but it doesn't work so great. So I actually did spend some time to consolidate a bunch of my science fiction work uh, so that I can use that uh, one VTT's marketplace uh, and put out a bunch of sounds there. And then that user would then essentially go into that sound, my sound files and choose, you know, different things, but it's going to be success. And I don't, I don't, I don't don't know exactly how that, that works other than, you know, I'm, I'm shooting my sword or whatever I'm playing, but it's not going to have a hit or a miss because it's not, it's not tied to the success of the die roll, which is what, what, what I wanted. I wanted to have that, that like anticipation, right? So all my action sounds are the same, but the result is different based on the die roll. Yeah, and I think I have the same mindset because I'm like when I'm doing 
the sound effects for the show is like if they're you know if they're hitting a zombie, I want like a meat sound. If they if they're hitting a, a an enchanted tree, I, I want a chopping wood sound. Right. So and and you know a, a javelin sounds different from an axe. Sounds different from a sword and. and and like I mentioned before, one person's axe sounds different from a different person's axe. So the drummer, I use like a uh, like toms and a kick drum in their weapon attack. So it's you know it's like nobody knows it's there except for me. But that's the way I wanted it, <laughs> and because and, and, it needs to be an individual for this character because the characters. The sound is part of the character to me. So I, I can totally get where you're coming from, where you want that individual. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that that character, that character sheet. So it's it's coming back to my first. But not everybody has a Nathan in their group, right? Well, it, so nobody has a time. <laughs> my, my kids are gone, so I'm, that's the only reason I have time to do this because because it takes a lot of time to like throw that together and yeah. So so that's why no, nobody does it because it's it's right. it's super tedious. <laughs> Well, that well, was one thing yeah. about the app that I thought I really like was, I guess, yeah. your, your scenarios, right? So yeah. this idea, I'm thinking like, like work, oh my God, workflows, right? Like I can't, get it. but I like the idea that I can build like, okay, when I swing my sword and then it hits, it does, you know, it, but we're not being, because I'm not technical, so I'm not going to go and program a macro or anything like that. So I love this idea of just, okay, I, I can swing with my sword and it can hit or miss. I can critical or not. I can put a sound of me going like, take that or whatever. And it could be yeah. my voice or it could be one of your recorded voices. So I, I do like that, that customization. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. In my personal games, I've got Daleks. I've got, you know, uh, Rambo. <laughs> I've got Dukes of Hazard. I mean, I've, I've got a whole bunch of like random stuff that I pull out, you know, um, Kirk, Kirk speeches, right. For Starfinder, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, we play an envoy. I mean, you know, what is, what does an encouragement, you know, sound like I got it. Boom. You know, it's captain Kirk, you know, I don't believe the no end society. You know, uh, it's just the no win situation, right? It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> In your home game, you can do all that because this, you don't have to worry about copyright infringement because it's just your home game. Right. Exactly. right. It's a lot There's, more freedom. There's a, sound banks for every movie franchise out there they can just go out and yoink and yes it's and so <laughs> it's, it's important for, for for you know uh so i have an import option so you can import any of those that you want it lives on your phone it doesn't go anywhere near our servers it stays in your device and you you have two choices you can keep it play it or delete it i guess three choices yeah. right and and then my my lawyer's like that's a great way to do it that's yeah. you know because I don't want to be Napster, right? Yeah. No, no, no. This, I mean, this, you're you're the interface, and, and you're and you're selling uh, sound packs that you spend a, a lot of time on. Um, that's, I do. that's pretty it's, cool. It's 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 a labor of love, you know, mm. um, and it's just wonderful when when my when my group shows up and they they pull out their all their stuff and. And the and the phone is just part of it, right? So you know, it's dice. And and another thing, I don't know if you um, heard about Pixel Dice. If no, you saw that Kickstarter, no. so Pixel Dice are Bluetooth dice. So, <laughs> what what is what good is a Bluetooth dice without an interface? And these guys are going open source. So we're programming our app so that I can actually roll physical dice. And it will play our this your scenario. Uh, so, so, what are these guys called again? Pixel, P I X E L, Pixel. 
So they have like the API is all there, exposed. Open source, yeah, yeah. Mm. So is it, I guess, is it just like a sensor in the dial? Like it knows which way it's landed based on sort of like a little gyroscope or something? Gyros, yep, exactly. And then the case itself, it charges. Do they light up and flash too? They light up they and flash. Light up? They light up oh. and flash. And what's cool is you can actually go in, plug, plug <laughs> in, uh, go to their site, plug in uh, what your serial numbers are, and program them to light up in a specific pattern. There's a oh, whole bunch like of different patterns, bubble, like like red or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, and I'm like, that is like the 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 holy grail of like <laughs> my app, right? You know, physical dice. And sound effects, holy shit. So, so I'm so excited. That's, that's a group that you're engaging with, right, to, to oh, make yeah. that connection? Oh, that's oh, yeah. really cool. Yep. I'll, ha- I'll have that first quarter next year available. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a Kickstarter backer, and I'm not getting my dice until... Uh, you may have known there's a chip shortage, and so... <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not getting my, my stuff until December. So then, then it will be... Next year will be open market. Hmm. Hey, it's some really That's cool neat. stuff coming out. Yeah. Now, I guess I have another designy type question for you. Let's take the kind of the combat chair uh, concept. Like when you're trying to create a sound for that, what are your search specs when you're looking for sounds to kind of assemble and layer to to create that combat chair uh, sound effect? I'm assuming you're referring to the wheelchair. Yeah, the combat okay. wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, I really, really struggled in finding there's there is very little wheelchair sound effects out there, like specifically wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. But as a sound guy, you know, sometimes the real thing doesn't work. Actually, it just it sounds yeah. stupid for whatever reason. Yeah. It just doesn't sound believable. So you need something that like is a little more than what it really is kind of weird but that's just the way uh audio works so what i have found is actually a a a lawnmower being pushed works the best so okay. i i'm i'm listening for wheels and i'm listening yeah. for so it's like a cart i'm listening and so i've got a whole bunch of different sounds for wheels i've got bmx um i've got a um Lawnmowers. I've got um, office chairs like this, you know, uh, old school office chairs. They sound a little too spinny, though. Um, so you have to be careful. And if you slow them down too much, you, you get this like tinny sound. It just doesn't doesn't work right. Uh, at least for me, in my you know, uh, I didn't have I don't have a degree uh, in this, so I, I <laughs> the way I, well, I, I, I do it doesn't sound this, right. Board about degrees. I've right. paid for this, so. <laughs> But yeah, those are the things. So you know, anything that's on a wheel. I've even um, gotten electric scooters because you know, for for Starfinder, there would be an electronic wheelchair, you know, an electric you know wheelchair or something that hums, some kind of you know energy source um, that. So we've got cyber skates, um, which are like hovering skates, um, as well as wheelchairs, and so yeah, that's that's what I, I look for. You know, sounds of rolling. And um, I just kind of piece things together that sound about right. And, you know, and for me, I'm lucky because I'm not doing a movie. So I don't have to have something that's, you know, three, four seconds long. I can get away with two seconds. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I can, I, can, I can either repeat that two seconds 
Or, and then in between that, I can have like, oh, you know, some kind of grunt or, or whatever. I've got a little bit of freedom in that in that respect because most of these are for encounters. It's not like I'm wheeling up and I'm going to talk to somebody about, you know, you know, some eloquent speech or whatever. It's mostly combat that I'm focused on. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to take over the entire game it is real. It's, it's like it's role playing, and then it's enco- some encounter. Oh, you grab your phone for the encounter, right? And and that's why I think skill checks are uh, are going to be fun for me to focus on a little bit more. Yeah. Um. My 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 Jurassic Echoes has got some pit traps, so they're just they're fun, like pit trapping and falling right under those spikes. That's a great sound, you know. <laughs> I, 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 awesome. yeah, I liked your idea of the. Uh, you're talking about. Um, mechanical sounds like gears and stuff and i know you were talking about like someone assembling something and all in the back of my head i kept thinking oh traps <laughs> hey yeah. guys this is what you hear you know <laughs> click, 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 you know just start playing that don't say they just start playing like click click let the yes, players ab- freak out <laughs> yeah absolutely and it's and it's it's funny um what i've started doing for this for many of the skill checks is again it's a little bit of a departure because they're I don't think they're worthy of a scenario. I think that it's 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 going to be a dungeon master choice. So those are success or failure. So those fall more akin with what I was saying, like most sound effects are out there. So it's the same action sound, like walking across ice was one that I released last month. So you're walking, or this month, when you're walking through ice and you fall through. Or you're walking through ice and you don't fall through. But it's the same setup. So you guys are both walking through the ice, and I'm playing it. Okay, Nathan, you know, and you hear the yeah. and then okay, and you make it all the way across. Now you were all okay. You're going through it. Oh, ah, and you fall in the, in the <laughs> ice, right? And so it's 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 set up the same way, but the result can be different. And that's the that's the fun part. Yeah. So so as the players uh, are building the scenarios for their their character, the 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 DM GM could do the same thing. For they could set up the scenarios like, okay, I'm going to have you know these three different types of encounters tonight. So I've got to I'm going to put these together and, and and have those ready to go. Um, or or they or they set up one scenario, um, some something like this. Where there's a, a bunch of little icons there, and they mm-hmm. call that traps, and they've set up okay. a whole bunch of traps, and then they go into there, and it it goes even more. Okay, oh, okay. So here's a pit trap. Here's a this. Here's here's this. So they can set their their own you know um, cheat scenarios up just to be to be ready, and they would know. I mean, what what I do is I've got I've got icons like this icon here is Ravenloft, the board game. So if you click on that, those are all the monsters, all the encounter cards, okay. like everything uh, there. And then this is Dragon Heist, a game that I had put through. And so these are all the the different things that I prepped for the monsters: thug, ghost, berserk, uh, ooze, um, all those kinds of things. So as I'm doing my prep for the module, I'm making scenarios and I'm and I'm putting them all up under one icon. So I click that icon oh, okay. and it expands out. So your your workflow would be like you, you open up the the module or whatever, and you just take note of all the monsters that you can see, and then the you know any traps, and you just assemble them all into one icon. 
Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, yeah. How much how much time do you think that would take for someone to do? Uh, you know, just to add to their prep time. I will say you get better with time uh, and practice, um, yeah. and especially if you can duplicate. So if it's a if right. it's a very similar thing, then you can duplicate it. So you don't have to do the same attack dice, the same. Di- uh, oh, I'm just going to change the damage. I'm going to change some of the sounds or whatever. But you know, I can I can make a scenario if I if I've got if I've got that monster manual or the module that's in front of me, and I'm just kind of like mimicking it. A minute for one scenario mm. is 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 inside a minute and i actually tested myself because you can record like twitter you know gives you like about a 45 second video um from my phone so i'm like oh let let me see if i can do that so i actually i did i created a scenario inside 45 seconds and uh posted that uh on 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 twitter like oh cool i can do this you know um so yeah so let's say 45 seconds times each monster or npc yeah, that's, that's, cool. that's totally yeah. reasonable. Yeah, it's I mean, not and, terrible. And prep time is also, it's like how many, you know, yeah, you could probably spend, you could have a sound for everything, right? You could go nuts, right. right? Or you just pick the key ones, right? So it's scalable to whatever, you know, however you want to introduce that element to your game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, for me too, like the, I, I use something in post-production called Weaponizer. I mean, you've heard of it. Um, but basically, I, I just build the weapon action once, and it does. I, you can't perform it, so it and it has some randomization in like kind of the, the speed for each element and the kind of loudness. I can again control that a little bit. So that might be that's kind of the neat thing with with some of this stuff is is uh, you know as your app develops. Um, you could you know, introduce things like like changing, uh, adding some randomization in there to to make it. That's that's on our roadmap. Uh, okay. I've got <laughs> I've got I've got a new wireframe. I, I hired a marketing firm to like, hey, help me help me you know, give me new eyes on uh, on the UX. Right, uh, I want to kind of make make it a little fresh. So I've got a new icon. Right, so it's a it's a it's a it's a twenty sided die. It's got, you know, symbols coming out of it. It's got horns, so I call them Krimble, right, for critical fumble, right? So it's a trickster die. But one of the things is, so I mentioned earlier that in the scenarios, when you click on a scenario and um, there's the swift roll bar on the bottom, that that is going to be expanded, and then yep. that, that will be the full screen, and there'll be bigger icons, when you edit your scenario in the future, you're going to be able to choose more than one action, more than one result, and what the, the the app will do is just pick a random one for each that you've got in there. So you could put in, you know, five, 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 ten, whatever, and it would pull random each time. So you as a player won't even know what it will sound like exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Which I think I think is to your point about. Yeah. That randomization element is a, is a good feature, and it's it is absolutely on on my roadmap. But to be honest, I need more subscribers to pay for these things. I'm like super over leveraged on this project because I, I love it so much. But 
you know, the whole VTT thing is holding me back because people aren't getting together the way they have in the past. Yeah. Um, I'm psyched. I'm going to RavenCon. Oh, nice. Uh, later this month, I'm going to be um, face-to-face. I'm giving out 600 stickers. I'm like... I'm trying to get the word out, you know, like it's, and if people are I'm like, put me in a corner because I'm going to be loud. Our table's going to be loud. We're going to have all these Bluetooth speakers and, you know, pew, 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 your laser guns going back and forth. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. That sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, any other cons are you, are you planning on going to this year? Well, I'm definitely going to Mace uh, in Charlotte in November. Um, mm. That's where I launched. Uh, I'm friends with uh, Jim Kelly, who is a crafter. Uh, he's a t- tabletop uh, engineer. And um, DM Scotty, I don't know if you know any, any of the crafters um, from like the YouTube world, but but he, he, I played at his table. I played with Wylock's Army, you know, Bill from Wylock's Army. Uh, we played with DM Scotty. It was, it was awesome. Uh, so I'm definitely going to go there because there's, there's some, some great folks there. The guy that started it, uh, Jeff Smith, he uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. So this is the last Mace Con. They're going to convert it next year to Jeff Con. Um, he started it 26 years ago and wow. uh, just a really super guy. And so we're going to, they're changing it to Jeff Con. So I'm tied to that one because I just, I love it. Uh, I'm going to go to Syracuse Con because it's my town. Um, and that's also in November. So those are ones that I've got lined up. I'm feeling too small and squishy for Gen Con. Uh, I'm just not quite there yet. I, I, you know, in my day job, I've been to large conferences. I know, I know what 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 that you know, and you just get drowned out. I don't know. I just yeah. Plus, I need the uh, family approval uh, to to do that one, and I know I would spend way too much money. Yeah, I, I think it's it's smaller, more kind of local cons. You get to spend more time with people, and and uh, uh, I think our first one was PAX East, and that was yeah, that was PAX pretty unplugged. big, but it wasn't too big. Yeah. Uh, we actually got to just to speak to some pretty awesome people. So yeah, it's 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 really important to get face to face. That's why you know in, in the business world, the, those big conventions are are so popular. Uh, is, oh, yeah. is that get that FaceTime and, you know, and because uh, really you talking about social intelligence earlier, like you, you want to, you want to play with, you want to game with, you want to do business with people that you, that you like and you enjoy uh, and you, you know, appreciate and trust and all those things. That's sure. super important. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing too, is it's, you know, that an app is an app until you know more about behind it. And like, mm-hmm. I'm just a guy. Right. I'm just, I mean, I'm not a corporate, you know, like corporation or whatever. Yeah. I'm just I'm just like a, a regular dude who came up with an idea uh, and talked to his wife and is spending a whole bunch of money on an app. You know, <laughs> and, and with because I'm like, I'm convicted this is going to succeed. People really need this. This, But, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, like the, I think the reticence may be partly people don't necessarily think the way they're playing is wrong. And I'm not saying that that they are, right. but they may be reticent to change, and and certainly the VTT thing uh, is a challenge. Although it's hard to like, I don't know, get certain sounds in. There's they're good for like ambient or whatever, but there's they're not really embracing a lot of uh, sound from what from my my experience. So. Yeah, I know. Um, so I, I think I mentioned, uh, so there's the role-playing aspect of it, but there's also like strategy games, board games, right? And I know I was actually up in, uh, not not Syracuse, but I was up in New York uh, this past weekend and, and I made it a point to drop into uh, 
place called the Brooklyn Strategist. It's a small gaming place, and but you know it's definitely people are back, right? So there was about half a dozen people on tables playing board games. But the whole back room was all Warhammer 40k. There's this guys packed in there, right? And I'm oh yeah thinking like you know. Come on, let's. That, that's a whole nother. So there's those people have to almost play. I mean, I know there's some software out there to do virtual, but it's nothing is like no, those. No, they want to get out there because I've done it. Too. You want to get out there, put your miniatures that you spent hours painting, and you want to go kick somebody else's tail on the table. Right? Oh yeah, that's another great. You know, <laughs> that's that's also added. on my roadmap. So right now, when when you click on your attack dice. It'll even if you put two in, it'll roll up into into one number, and so one of the things that's on on our roadmap is to support Warhammer or those kind of warband games, so that when you put in sixty six, it's actually six different six sided dice, not six day six for a one roll, right. um, and so it's. It's it's a different rules engine that I that I, I need to program in. I just I haven't done it yet. Like I've just my, my sites are set right now in TTRPG. Yep. But you're correct, Matt. That that Warhammer. Um, there, but there are some games that will work, like Stargrave. I don't know if you've ever played Stargrave. I have not. It's a or it's Frostgrave. A, right. It's a science fiction version of Frostgrave. I haven't played either of those. Yeah, Osprey Games, and um, I'm actually going to go down uh, to Atlanta here in a, in a few weeks, I think, uh, if all goes well, uh, to record a session at, uh, at a gaming store uh, for one for Jim Kelly's uh, YouTube channel. Cool. Oh. Using using our sound effects. I mean, he, he told me some of the spells that, that are in Stargrave, so I made some specific for him uh, and for that particular game. Nice. Yeah, that is cool. No, I anyone who wants to add any kind of sound effect, it can be complex. Like I, I think it's really cool that working towards like the multi die for something like, uh, you know. And, and I'll just throw out there, I've never done it, but like there's tons of people out there that play things like um, Magic: The Gathering, Pokemon, right? Why not? Why not have your guys? I don't know any of them. So it's more like, like you know, so. Anyone who wants to add an audio component to their table, right? Uh, because you've got that customization and because you've got the option between the licensed sounds and the unlicensed that anyone could do, they could go and, like, like my son rips sounds off of uh, things from YouTube for his own personal, like, uh, he, he does, like, stop animation. And so he'll pull, like, Godzilla stuff off, right? You can pull your own sounds and add them. So I, yes. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, and you could take a picture of the card. And that becomes the icon, oh, yeah. right? So you actually even have that together to match. Uh, I actually made a, a dongle because I wanted to hear your your sounds through my speakers. So I made a, an iPhone dongle to uh, to phono plug, <laughs> and uh, it, it gets the job done. It, it would be a way to if you had a big enough interface, you could plug everybody in and, and re- actually record along. That's yeah. That's that's the web version. That's the podcasters have said to me like, "Oh, I would love to do this real time, right? An actual play." And I will. And and, but a web version, I think, is is going to be the answer for that. Yeah, totally. And I will tell you, people ask me like, "Oh, what actual game? You know, games do you listen to?" And I'm like, "I can't." I, I, I honestly, well, first first of all. I have to listen to my sound, like the project that I have, like when I'm painting, like like doing terrain work or whatever, I can listen to a podcast. That's not a problem. I can listen to a, an actual play. But I will tell you, the most painful thing for me 
is watching and listening people count up their dice. That, <laughs> that, that math element for me, like I, I've reached this like OCD element in, in my life. Like, dude, use my sound elf, auto count that damage. Like it's there, boom, it tells you immediately. And then it's somebody else's turn. I mean, if I'm listening to somebody's, you know, story, I don't want to have to wait 30 seconds for them to count up all their four-sided dice. You know, it's like, it's, it's really, it's painful. We try to cut out a, a ton yeah. of that because it's, uh, we, we're not fans of that either. We, we list some of it in, but it's, it's, it goes from, you know, you know, this down to this. <laughs> yeah, but you can't um, do that on Twitch. No, no, no. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah, that's that, that's the hardest part, you know, for me anyway. And, and again, it's tedious. So to do that, like a lot of people just they go straight from straight from uh, from Twitch and just take the same thing and put it on video on demand, and and the you know it's something you know our sessions are usually like an hour and a half and they come down to about an hour and ten. We usually have about twenty minutes out. Awesome. Uh, but some of these Twitch streams, you know, like, like two, three, three hours. Four hours and they don't people cut looking up out. rules and yeah. Uh, right. Kill me out. Yeah, I can't right. watch those either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I struggle. I really do. And there's so many cool like creators and stuff and it's like Yeah. yeah you know, like on, on Twitter, you know, on Wednesdays and Saturdays, it's like look at my shit, look at my shit, yeah. look at my shit. You know, yeah, like yeah. There's so much great shit out there. I would love. I would love to. I just don't have enough time in the day. I got to just pick and choose, and it's hard because my medium requires my audio attention, unless I'm doing some terrain work, uh, and then I can listen to to, to that stuff. Uh, I, I will. I will make one recommendation to you. Um, uh, get your own mic oh. and get out there and just record stuff around your house. Uh, you will save. It is so satisfying to use your stuff that you've recorded yourself in in, in your productions rather than going to the library. So I still use a library, <laughs> but I'm, uh, and, and I still need a library. But uh, I've supplemented uh, quite a bit, um, and it's fun. And it's something you could probably do do with your kids. Yeah, and, and they'd probably enjoy the heck out of it too. Well, so. I mean, it's funny you talk about like monster packs. So Nathan, we had an episode in our game where we knew we were going to have. We we'd already played it. We did the editing like months later. Um, it's just the rhythm, but we knew we had zombies, and so we actually got together for a pen and paper in person game. And Nathan brought his gear, and he had all the people who showed up to include some of the kids. <laughs> After we were done, all make zombie noises, and then he sort of engineered them, and then put them into the uh, episode when it came up. So it was kind of a way to like uh, to to sort of get people to participate. Yeah. That's awesome. And, That's and, awesome. And nobody would know it. It's like you know, I, I'm reached a point where I'm 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 good enough, and and it's all it's all background stuff anyway. So. As, as they sound like zombies, so yeah. they sound like the way zombies are supposed to sound. So I, I, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I had the hardest time for finding a sound for a were rat. Mm. The hell does a were rat sound like, right? I mean, you you just have to kind of like make things up, and I and I couldn't, so I ended up making my own sounds and me going like, yeah. You know, <laughs> but you're right, Nathan. It was so satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> they put it in the it put it in there. <laughs> and, and you know what? Everybody does it. All the creature, most of the creature vocalizations, those are just guys yelling in the microphone. That's what they're doing. Right. Um, right. And and you know some audio futzing in their in their DAW once they're done with it. Um, but you know it's like I, I did uh, the bullet. 
and that was like ninety percent me. And I use a little bit of elephant, but it was it was mostly me. No kidding. sounds. Yeah, some underwater yeah. stuff too. Recently, you did oh, some underwater fun. in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually I, I got. You know, I, I was throwing pennies and dimes into the bathtub for like arrow sounds going into the water, and, and I, you know, I was blowing bubbles with a straw in there, and and, uh, and like it, I think it turned out great. You know, maybe not like n- not movie quality, but right, right. for like background actual play, you know, and way too much work into something that I'm not getting paid for, <laughs> but it was super, super fun. You're, and, you're paid with our gratitude. There you go. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so yeah. I guess anything else that you want to let us know, anything you yeah, want to plug, yeah. this is probably a good time for that, right? Nathan, do you have any other questions? No, no, I, I, we've been, we're just chatting. I know. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, these kinds of interviews are, are perfect, right? It's not, it's not... So what do you do about this? What do you about that? You know, like, all right, let's just, we're going to cover a whole bunch of cool stuff anyway, right? And I've got some things that I wanted to get out there, like my roadmap, right? Mm-hmm. Subscriptions are the way I'm going to be able to build further things out. So, you know, like one, one of the, we're reaching a point where the sound of the app itself is too large to store in the app stores, and so we're we're going to actually create a, a, a neutral space. It'll be my own server in the cloud, and that will allow us to have basically an applet. So there's about a hundred sounds that are free. So anybody can download the app. And so far, I've been very reticent about putting any ads. Like you don't have to watch a video. I'm not making any any I'm not making it painful for you at all if you just want to stay free. Okay. So that's what you would download. And then if you wanted to be a subscriber, which I would hope most people would, you could then sync to our cloud and then all those sounds come down uh, to you. But having my own server allows me that goal I have of being a, uh, a marketplace for other creators, sound effects, mm. and I could be the interface. And so that could just be, a, a, again, a simple revenue share. Boom, boom. It goes right to that person's uh, library um, downloads. It gives me a lot more flexibility. And one of the, another thing I want to do is rewards. So if you've created, you know, like 25 scenarios, oh, you know, you're now a journeyman, you know, builder or whatever. And so you get something for that. So, you know, we've got, we've got, um, I've got an artist that's put some icons together. So we would have not only the sounds, but also some icons, but some badges. You know, you're, you're, you're applying gamification into the, uh, into exactly. The yeah, that's, that's exactly, you know, I mean, you got to create some stickiness. Like if I'm asking somebody to pay, so there's three subscription options. There's monthly, it's $5.99. If it's six months, it is, let me see if I can get that right. No, it's $4.99. Three ninety nine per month if you if you prepay for six months, and then two ninety nine a month for for twelve months. I wanted my my pricing to be cheaper than a rule book, basically. Um, yeah. And so you know, I, I don't think I'm asking for too much for all that content that's in there. New content coming out every single month. There's a lot of customization capabilities uh, within there as well. So 
Uh, and then, of course, the pixel dice is going to be like the the cherry on the top, yeah, uh, which would be nice. Be super cool. It's awesome. Yeah. And I'm not charging any more for that, right? So that's just like any new feature. You know, one, one of the things that we talked about, again, it's like it's called feature creep. Like, you just you have to say no right. that, you know. <laughs> No, it's a great idea, but no, I can't I can't do it right now. But I want to be able to actually have some analytics. Like am I is this sword performing well? I don't really know because I'm just I'm playing my sessions and I think it's doing well, but I don't really keep track of that. So just like the Warhammer does like all these battle reports, I want to be able to have something internal to the actual app so I can see my performance like you know what? I should swap out that spell because it sucks. It fails like all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. And we That's just don't know. Cool. Intuitively, intuitively we know, but we don't have any real stats. So, so I've got a lot of plans that I want to do. So I just need subscribers. Get out there and subscribe, people. <laughs> yeah, support. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Please, please do. Give um, it a shot. Try it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's no skin off your teeth, right? Because it's a download, download for free, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So cool! Thank you guys very much for uh, for your your time tonight. I, I know we've been talking about getting and chatting. Uh, for I'm glad we're able to to kind of get you on here and 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 have me the geek and and, and Matt uh, the uh, Matt yeah. You're up geek. late too, Nathan. I mean, I'm I'm a night owl and, and you're right there with me, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going back. Um, you're, we're, we're liking each other's shit, you know, like two in the morning. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like what, the, what the hell. <laughs> Um, but thanks for coming on here. Um, you're welcome to to come back uh, anytime you got something new to to talk about. And awesome. Uh, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get this out to the the folks and, and include all the links uh, below in the in the under the video. Awesome. Uh, so you can check out uh, all the, the all the how tos and what's its and, and yeah. I got to uh, redo my tutorials. They're they're uh, they need to be. Redone a little more zippy. <laughs> I do. I do have a commercial, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get the new uh, interface to be able to to, to put so that you out there. Matt do tutorials. He's he's like the t- tutorial master. Is that right? I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. I. I, I, I no, I've gotten some pretty good feedback on some of the game ones I've done, but it's it's so funny because people like them. I, to me, when I'm making them, it's too much like work. Like, oh, I'm I'm you know doing a training, you know, I'm basically doing training material, and but it's for a game, so it's kind of like it's. He loves PowerPoint. Yeah, but, I do love yeah, PowerPoint. Right, I love PowerPoint too. Oh my god, it's my absolute favorite. I I always create one for every session uh, or every campaign that I do, even if it's a small one. So and then it's that, the Starfinder PowerPoint <laughs> connection right here. I was like, <laughs> you guys right? should be besties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, no, it is. It's, it's either PowerPoint or I've got, I've used some other programs. Like, yeah, a lot of a lot of detailed notes, and uh, they I get made fun of a lot about the PowerPoint and uh, the, the you know the occasional business meeting. So, you know what? They're helpful. I and you know I I convert into PDF. It's the latest and greatest. Here's what we did last session. Uh, and I save it for like a few days before the next session. Here you go, boom, read it. And then that way I don't have to spend an hour going through like, hey, you guys were too drunk to remember this, but this is what we did, right? <laughs> feel called out. Yeah, you are called out, especially last night, whatever the heck that Holy thing shit. you were drinking. Oh, All right. Stuff. Well, uh, <laughs> you guys were fun to talk with. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thanks, it. We, I appreciate it. Yeah. We've really enjoyed meeting, uh, you know, at, there's a lot of folks out there who are self 
generating, right? Like it's, uh, we've talked to a couple of people that are like, they're part of a big, but most of the folks we've talked to, these, these are labors of love. Uh, yeah. They're out of pocket, like, right? It's out of pocket. And, oh, yeah. you know, I, I think that that's what a lot of this ingenuity and, and, and stuff is being driven by. And, and that's why we got to get out and support it and feed Nathan's Kickstarter addiction. But, you know, we get to get out and help people, right? Because this is, yeah. there's a lot of innovation out there. Yeah, I, I thought about Kickstarter and I reached out to those folks um, and I talked with, with um, a guy at Backer Kit. Because a couple years ago, they had Gen Con virtual, and Backer Kid had given a presentation. I watched it, uh, and I reached out, and I'm like, hey, I got this idea. It's really cool. You know, sign an NDA, and he did. And we talked, and he said, Christian, it's a great idea, but nobody supports apps for -hmm. Kickstarters. They just, for whatever reason, we think, I'll spend a bunch of money on print material, but nothing on electronic. Oh, apps should be for free. I, I don't. I don't know where this culture phenomenon has come from. Only one you know? uh, app I backed is a three D printing. Three um, uh, D printing app. Basically, you you can build a, a town or a house or something like that with it. That's the only one of uh, app I've backed. That's yeah. actually really good. I, I, Chris, I've. Haven't printed but I, but I mean, I, I'd say that you know any electronic format like that is going to be a lot more expensive than yeah. the artists and the print material and the yeah. print house and all that yeah. for a right. PDF yeah. or even a hardcover book. Yeah. But whatever, I, it's culture. It's culture. Awesome guys. I can right. keep talking for another yes. two hours. By the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll cut the interview here. And right, we'll, we'll save, we'll save the audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for watching, everybody. Are we saying goodbye? Yeah, saying goodbye. Uh, say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, guys. Thank you. All right. Good night. <laughs>